Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Thank you for joining us today and welcome. This is an hour dedicated to understanding a little more about ourselves, our beliefs, and how we approach enlightenment. Indeed, an hour devoted to learning something more, not just about the world of shoes and ships and sealing wax, but about how, what, and why we think as we do. An hour for the open-minded willing to challenge some of those old ideas behind what we think we know, who we are, and who we might become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Okay, now every week I read some of your letters as our way of paying respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. Last week, our show featured Karen Wyatt, M.D. We discussed lessons for the living taught by the dying. Brian wrote, the Karen Wyatt show was really powerful today. Her communication felt like someone who was very grounded, practical, loving, and wise. Loretta wrote, another fantastic show. Dr. Wyatt is a wonderful guest. You know, Loretta, I totally agree with you, and we'll be bringing her back to the show again. Mary wrote, thank you so much for your interview with Dr. Karen Wyatt. What a wonderful message she has, and based on experience with the dying. Thank you for your gentleness and kindness in your interview with her also. I always appreciate your work. Lydia wrote, I love your radio show, I love your books, and I love your CDs. But your new book on hypnosis and the free CD simply blew me away. I like that. You like that, Raph? I do. Loretta wrote, I cannot tell you how much your book and CD have helped me thus far. Still reading, but the relaxation on the CD is what I truly have needed. Thank you so very much for caring. Don wrote, thank you very much for the CD. I wanted to see what your programs are like, and I'm really impressed. I'm living on disability, so I have to be careful with my purchases. After seeing and hearing your program, I will be more I will be buying more of your products in the near future. Mike wrote, I just want to let you know, I have been using some of your free downloads for about a week now. Amazing. Mostly listening to stress-free and forgiving and letting go. I am feeling so much less stressed. I'm also feeling a lot more chilled out and happier with myself. Thanks for letting us download these. They're fantastic. You're more than welcome, Mike. Now, for all of you, Mike is referring to the free MP3 Intertalk programs that you will find on my website. They're there to help you. No gimmicks, no strings attached. This is just a part of our own Pay It Forward program. To get yours, just go to EldonTaylor.com or Intertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com today. While we're on free, by the way, please remember that there are programs for cancer remission, uh, PTSD, loss of a loved one, and more that are also free. You can obtain them as a CD by paying shipping, or you can download them at no cost to you. Again, check them out at either of my websites. Okay, today our guest is not available until 15 past the hour, and it's election day. As such, I would be remiss if I did not remind all of you to be sure and vote. I don't know about you, but I, for one, will be thrilled to have this one in the history books. The emotions attached to this election have never been higher, at least in my lifetime. And because of that, I would urge all of you to remember who you are and what really matters. To borrow Dr. Wyatt's words from last week. Tomorrow morning, we should know the outcome, and whoever wins, that person is our. And let me emphasize that, our president. 
This is our country, and we support our president. So I would hope that some of the vitriolic animus out there simply ceases. To that end, I want to share a letter I received regarding a post I made on my Facebook page last week. I posted a new study that was reported in Science News titled, This is Your Brain on Politics. Neuroscience Reveals Brain Differences Between Republicans and Democrats. I posted with only this comment. I have posted findings of this nature before, but here we have a new twist. Now, the new twist was this, quoting from the article, quote, The results found more neural activity in areas believed to be linked with broad social connectedness in Democrats, friends, the world at large, and more activity in areas linked with tight social connectedness in the Republicans, family and country. In some ways, the study confirms a stereotype about members of the two parties. Democrats tend to be more global and Republicans more American-centric. But it actually runs counter to other recent research indicating Democrats enjoyed a virtual biological lock on caring for others. Continuing to quote, the results were a little surprising. This shows the picture is more complicated. One possible explanation for our results is that Democrats and Republicans process social connectedness in a fundamentally different way. Okay, <clears throat> that's the post. To that posting on my Facebook, a former friend, and I say former because she unfriended me, left a Carl Rove quote suggesting that as people do better, they vote Republican unless they have too much education. Now, that's a thoroughly stupid gaffe by Rove. If he really believes that, that's a thoroughly stupid statement. But I responded by pointing out that both sides make gaffes, and we can't judge one by the other. Indeed, I offered one by President Obama that he has apologized for, the infamous remark regarding small-town voters who are, quote, bitter and cling to their God and their guns, close quote. Now, the following was our private exchange, and I share it only to emphasize. Remember what really matters. She wrote, quote, You know, a very wise and very rich marketing genius with a 30-year stellar reputation in the industry told a group of business owners, of which I was one, that if a person was in business, the most ignorant and damaging thing he could ever do was publicly make statements about politics or religion, that doing so would forever alienate the customer. That has never been more true than what I have seen from you, Dr. Taylor. I have a stack of your books. I have a stack of your CDs. I have bought your CDs and given them to friends and family. I have recommended cancer patients and war veterans suffering PTSD take a look at your work. I'm involved with a health and wellness group whose members number 5,000, and I've talked you up there and know a lot of sales of your products were generated by those group members. Because I have seen you be completely and totally wrong when it comes to political statements made, I have questioned your thinking, which in turn makes me question your work. This statement just made to me by you really underscores the hatefulness I've seen coming from you. I have questioned myself using your work, 
based on how you obviously think. I told myself to ignore my misgivings, but you just set my thinking straight. All of your things that are in my bookcase are going in the trash, and I will not recommend you again. Goodbye. Well, I responded, quote, I am truly sorry to hear that. I posted a study. I offered no interpretations about that study. You responded. I offered back a gaffe from the other side, not my statement, but one of President Obama's, since both sides say stupid things from time to time. I don't see how you get hateful out of any of this. It is, of course, your choice to escalate the matter, and I respect that. However, I will not compromise myself on the basis of money. Very many business people are speaking out on both sides of this election. Unfortunately, instead of agreeing to disagree, passion takes over reason with some and emotions rule. That said, I do apologize for offending you, and I signed it, love and light to you, and yours always, Eldon. Okay, the point to all of this is simple. We are not alike. We all bring different talents, abilities, and perspectives to life. That is who we are. It would be silly to think that because I have dark hair, only dark-haired people can be my friends. It is equally self-limiting to go through life discarding those who do not agree with you. In fact, to make that point even clearer, you are sometimes much better off surrounding yourself with people who do disagree with you. For example... Research has shown us that competing areas of the brain can limit our resources when it comes to decisions. Brain physiology limits the simultaneous use of both our empathic and our analytic networks. Get that. Understand that. It's just a physical limitation. As such, if you are analytical about a subject, in order not to miss the side of your decision involving empathy, you need someone near you who is focused on the empathy nature of the problem. This is just one example, and there are very many. Indeed, I also recently posted a study that showed when you promote abstract thinking, you can bring opposing political sides together, making both more moderate. The study clearly illustrates the influence of the deliberate dumbing down of our conversations, replacing fact with cute sound bites. But how easy is it to remedy this? Well, the fact of the matter is this study showed it was very easy. Three why questions promoted analytic thinking and changed the whole context. You know, my mother had a saying, don't cut your nose off to spite your face. I would encourage all of you to remember that it is our differences that create our paths and purposes in life. Quoting again from last week's guest, Dr. Karen Wyatt, quote, aside from your goals and insecurities and desires and opinions and seeking and striving, you are only here to be that which you already are, close quote. So in the end, the fact that I posted a science study, not one I conducted or funded, a journal published study, 
and then followed up by balancing a one-sided post made by a so-called friend on Facebook that implied Republican values were for lesser educated people, with a like quote from the opposing side that implied that Republicans were folks angrily clinging to their God and guns, led one woman to not only throw out books and CDs, I mean, maybe she even burned them, but to deny providing valuable information to patients who could benefit from programs we make available free. That sounds very much like the nose and face analogy to me. Do you have any thoughts on this one, Ravinder? I just think that's really sad. I mean, the inner talk programs are simply positive affirmations. I am good. I'm capable. I like myself. I heal naturally. You know, it's been proven to work. She has, in the example you, you were just telling us about, she has used it on her clients. She's got clients with cancer and post-war syndrome. Those are both programs we give away free of charge. She has used them, been impressed with them. But because your political views can be different, she's going to reject everything. And the example that you just gave, you know, between the Republicans and the Democrats, you know, you've got one, one group of people will focus their charity on their next door neighbor. The other group of people will focus their charity on the global world, you know, but both are being charitable. They're just doing it differently. You know, and getting together, you know, the bottom line to this is, I, you, you know, you say, I understand that if you have political difference, some people can be put off. But there was, I never expressed a political difference in this. You know, I never, I expressed only a study. But I, I, apparently the sensitivities can, you know, and I, I admit that, you know, right out front, uh, anyone that pays any attention to my Facebook page knows that, uh, you know, I tend to be, uh, in this election, more Republican than I am Democrat. Uh, there's no question about that. I think of myself as being centrist usually, but um, I want to see things change in our country. I want to see things work for the better. But I don't want to get on on that because this was not about politics. This was about a science study that made some statements and then about balancing arguments. But everyone is so invested in their beliefs that they're not hearing it anymore. See, and, and that's that's the real point. The point is, do we stop and think? Do we remember that we are spiritual people? Now, what, what, what kind of spirituality is it that we manifest when we decide to be hateful? I mean, I mean I don't know. You know, what you kind of lost. spirituality, and I, I mean, this is a cheap shot, but... It's election day. What, what kind of spirituality is there in voting for vengeance? Uh, it, 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 to me, it just seems like if we start, if we put our, our, our thinking caps on and we become analytical about these processes, we see that both sides do stupid things. Both sides are guilty of all the same kinds of politicians. garbage, you know, um, it, and when when we do that, I think we can get to the real issues and we can decide then, um, you know, even if we disagree, that it's OK. We disagree that that indeed can be a complementary way for us to proceed. Well, <clears throat> enough of that, I guess. huh? I do want to thank all of you for our letters. And I do invite you to opine by sending your email to Eldon at EldonTaylor.com. 
And by the way, in case you didn't know, you can join me on Facebook as well and leave your notes and letters there. I do share them even when they scald me. All right. We can't get all your letters on the air, but they do impact our programming. And once again, I both appreciate and thank you for your feedback and continued support. Now to today's show, Conscious Creation, part two of Spiritual Lessons from a Life of Acting with our special guest, Dee Wallace. Actress Dee Wallace is the author of Conscious Creation, The Big E, and her newest, Bright Light. Dee has worked with every kind of co-star from Cujo to Lassie, as well as countless directors, producers, and some of Hollywood's biggest names. She became an icon in the role that would define motherhood for a generation as Mary in E.T., the extraterrestrial. Her 130 films range from some of the scariest to the funniest ever made, including Cujo, The Howling, Ten, The Frighteners, and Critters. In fact, as one of Hollywood's reigning scream queens, I like that term, when asked about how working on so many horror films affects her career as a healer, she responds, quote, it has certainly made me an expert on fear, close quote. Well, she has starred in four television series and more than 400 commercials and is one of Hollywood's most sought-after TV guest stars. A beloved acting coach, she is also internationally known as a healer with two global radio shows and a series of healing seminars. Her newest book, Bright Light, takes readers along on her emotional, spiritual, and professional journey but she doesn't allow us to sit on the sidelines as merely an observer to her life. Instead, she uses her journey as a metaphor for always expanding the lessons she experienced in her own life to a larger wisdom valuable for all of us. Dee has been with us before, and you all loved her. You asked for her to have her back. So we have asked her back, and she is here. Let's get her in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Dee Wallace. I'm so glad to be back with you. Well, good. I'm thrilled. What have you been up to since we talked last? Oh, my goodness. You have an hour? I literally just got back from Bulgaria uh, Sunday night. You did? Yes, I was in Bulgaria shooting a movie. And before that, I was in Spain being celebrated for my life's work. And before that, I was teaching a seminar here in California on healing. No, that's great. That's terrific. You know, I, I happen to look. You have two websites out there, and I happen to look at one of your websites, and I see all these films that are in progress. I mean, I, I, I don't have them at the top of my head. What There must be six or eight of them that are about to be released or that they're editing that, that you're involved in just this year. <clears throat> uh, yes, I've been pretty busy this year. Now, keep in mind that uh, a lot of these I go in and I do a week on, you know, so it's not like shooting Cujo or E.T., where I was working three months right, uh, right. steady. So, but I, uh, you know what makes me happy is that I'm doing everything that makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> I get to act, and I get to do the healing work, which I'm incredibly passionate about, and my radio shows. And, you know, that, that just makes your life pretty cool, doesn't it, when you get to do all the things you love to do? As far as I'm concerned, I think it's perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. That's I love my life the same way. Listen, it's election day. <clears throat> so without compromising you in any way, uh, do you think that participating in our electoral process is a spiritual duty? I mean, 
We live in a country where our freedom is at least supposed to be best represented in our free elections. So should we meet uh, the electoral challenge the same as we meet uh, any other challenge in our life by taking responsibility and doing our best with the challenge? Or should we just kind of bury our head, ignore all the political nonsense and get on with our lives? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we should ignore all the political nonsense and absolutely take responsibility in uh, exercising the free will that we were given to make a choice. And I really, uh, according to my channel, and I must admit I was as surprised about this as just about anybody, it's not so much about who the choice is is, uh, as that you make a choice. That's what's at stake here. That's what's important for us to know that um, we are consciously when we vote, creating and putting our intention back out into the energy of this world. If we don't do that, then we are consciously saying, my choice, my energy, my intention doesn't matter, and therefore I will not exercise the free will I was given as the God I am. And that's what I think is important about it, Eldon. And I, and I totally concur. And, and you missed the setup piece because, you know, obviously our connection time is delayed with you coming in. But uh, it, it seems that there's very a lot of deep emotion and some really genuinely vitriolic comments that are out there. Uh-huh. And people just are really impassioned, more so than I've ever seen. People are in fear. Is that what it is? I mean, I guess I, I just think, look, we're spiritual beings making these choices, these decisions. Yes, but you see, most, of, most people aren't consciously making a choice. Otherwise, they would know that their power lies within the creation of themselves. And our, the creation of ourselves exists no matter who gets elected or what's going on in the politics outside of ourselves, Right. So um, even down to the weather, if we're not making a conscious choice about peace and joy and harmony, then things in our world have to react. And right now, people are in so much fear that the world is reacting back toward them in fear. We're creating the own fear we're living in because of the fear that we're holding ourselves in. And I think a lot of that fear is our fear that we're not enough. So which one should we elect that are, that's going to save us? Yeah, and you know, I don't think it's even so much about which one we elect. I think it's about remembering that differences are as important as, uh, as likeness. Uh, you and I could disagree on something, and that certainly wouldn't mean that, that we were enemies or we opposed one another or... You know, uh, and 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 I guess what concerns me is I see I have seen a lot of that in this election where it's, it's you're either with me or you're against me, and yeah. and there, there is this this divisiveness that is just you know uh, I I don't know I I just you know it really I I must admit it really troubles me. Listen, we're coming up on a hard break. When we come back, I want to talk to you. Last time we talked about Bright Light, I want to start talking to you about Conscious Creation because I love that little book, too, and we didn't even bring it up last time. (laughs) Okay. The books are Bright Light and Conscious Creation, and both are truly wonderful books. I highly recommend them, and we are talking with the author, the always effervescent D. Wallace. If you're not already in our chat room, 
This is an excellent time to join in the conversation. We have a short video for you today of Miss Wallace. Just go to eldentaylor.com forward slash chat. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up after these words from some of our friends. Have you talked to yourself lately? What does that inner voice say? Are you constantly hearing negative feedback? Ready for a change? Inner Talk, Eldon Taylor's patented subliminal technology, can do just that. Change your inner self-talk. Turn off the negative by replacing it with positive affirmations. Inner Talk has been researched at universities such as Stanford and by governments around the world and has been proven effective at priming your self-talk. Armed with a new positive outlook, you'll find everything becomes easier. From losing weight to stop smoking, giving presentations to riding horses, learn new things to being a powerful salesperson. Choose your title for change today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. Innertalk.com. Confusion, deception, manipulation, feeling a bit controlled, lost. Learn how you can take back control of your life through proven techniques in Eldon Taylor's revised edition of Choices and Illusions. This New York Times bestseller is a guidebook to your journey to self-actualization, filled with practical, real-life solutions backed by scientific studies and guaranteed to awaken your inner genie. Get your copy today from all bookstores. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're discussing spiritual life lessons with actor, author, coach, healer, and always contagiously energetic. I love this woman, Dee Wallace. But before we get back to the show, I want to invite you to join me on Facebook. I post regularly everything from where I am and what's on next to the latest in science, technology, and consciousness studies. And from time to time, some of the more controversial mind program, programming efforts as they happen lifetime. I also want to remind you to be sure and sign up for my free e-newsletter when you visit my website and get your free InterTalk MP3 programs. All right, let's get back to the show. Before the break, I suggested that we should talk about conscious creation. In the very beginning of the book, do you say, uh, it was no accident you ended up as Mary in E.T.? Unpack that for us. What do you mean by that? Well, because the movie E.T. Uh, really summarizes the healing journey that I went on and am still on uh, personally. And also, uh, really for all of us, it's it's kind of a statement of what the healing journey is all about. You must decide to get home. You must believe that you can. And you must keep your heart light open and on in order to achieve that and allow anybody and everybody that wants to help you then to do that. And um, when I look back on the story of E.T., which has come out in Blu-ray, you know, so I've been involved and immersed in E.T. again um, really consciously for a while now. 
and it is so apparent to me why it has become our Wizard of Oz. It is the truth, and it's the truth that we all know, and it's the truthful experience of love that's the creation of everything. So, uh, yes, it not knowing, of course, at that time that I was ever going to be a healer or do healing work, um, I look back now and go, well, wasn't that perfectly orchestrated by the universe? And it was released by Universal Pictures. Right. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of a, a beautiful metaphor for my life and what I've learned, the journey that I've learned. The universe does seem to bring us along events that predispose us in directions or awaken aspects of ourselves that perhaps we're asleep to. That that at least is my experience. If and it is, you're right. Way, E.T. Absolutely. is a marvelous metaphor. It is it is a timeless kind of, I'm very glad it's coming in Blu-ray. I think it's, you know, it's timeless. It's something that, you know, you can watch. Uh, there are some movies I like to watch regularly. Camelot is one. I'll watch it all the time. It's uh, E.T. is another one, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz, as you mentioned. But this one is timeless. It's a great, great metaphor. Now, in your book, you address the creative force, how it works, and creative intuition. Share this construct with us, please. What do you mean by creative intuition? Well, <clears throat> you know... I understand this a lot better because I learned it first as an actor. And when I finally found and discovered my acting technique, it was freedom for me. I had studied with the great Uta Hagen and a lot of other teachers that um, taught acting from the perspective of breaking everything down and breaking it down into beats and figuring things out. And that quite truthfully, never worked very well for me. <laughs> I'm more of an instinct kind of girl. <laughs> and so when I discovered Charles Conrad in his acting method, which was literally you read it once, you get your energy high, and what happens is when you get your energy that high, you surpass your mental mind, and you go into your instinct and your intuition. And... That's pretty much how we live our life most of the time. Um, the difference is in acting, you're clear about the intention that you want to go for. And most of us in life don't take time to consciously create that intention and direct our energy toward it. And that's where I think most of us fall down, even going back to the election again, is energy is just energy. It's just there. It doesn't do anything by itself. It just hangs out. And so if we want to take the energy and create what we want out of it, we have to know that we're the light that gives the direction to the energy that creates the manifestation in physical form. While we're on energy, you, you talk about um, the association uh, between... Uh, I'll just say optimism and intention. Now, and, and I'm an optimist. I've been called a Pollyanna. And oh, me impressed. too. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but I'm also not a Pangloss, I, you know, not one that's blindly or unreasonably optimistic. So where do you draw the line between 
the glass half full and the glass half empty? You know, um, I think it's better if you don't draw the line, quite frankly, and just see the glass of water and decide what you want to create from it. I like that answer. That's uh, yeah, a great... I think we, when we live in that world of polarities, we are caught forever in the I have it, I don't have it place because we're holding all the energy instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to call that glass of water good. I'm going to call it refreshing. I'm going to call it nurturing. I'm going to call it love. I'm going to call it harmony and balance because that's what I want from that glass of water. And the universe isn't any different than that glass of water. It, it will, the energy will be very happy to give you exactly what you focus upon it. So if you get up in the morning and you go, oh, my God, I'm so tired, then the universe will go, well, okay, here's the best tired I can give you. And, so, you know, I, I, I had a real challenge on the, the set that I just came home from, because everybody was sick. Everybody got sick, Eldon. And it was so interesting to me as a healer, I could stand there very conscious in one moment and go, all right, I know that I create my health no matter what the illusion of the outside world is. I am wellness. I am balance. I am Harmony. I was the only actor and most of the crew that didn't get sick. As soon as I got on that plane, I got sick. <laughs> now, you would think that it was because of being on the set, but it wasn't. In reality, when I sat down to really look into it, it, it was about coming home and knowing that some of the things uh, that I had to deal with on the way home, I didn't particularly want to let the energy flow about. So and you so changed in my mind, in my subconscious mind, I went, well, everybody got sick, so I've got a good excuse. I'll just get sick. Uh, and I didn't catch that thought, you see. Right. I didn't catch that one. And that's, that is the trick of conscious creation is, you know, I would stand on the set and be very conscious of doing that, and then five minutes later, I would hear myself with the thought, oh, my God, it's a good thing I brought antibiotics with me. And I'm going, <laughs> okay, dude, that's the glass half full and the glass half empty at the same time. Right. You, you know, I you remind me, I years ago uh, was involved in doing a, a several pieces of research having to do with my body, a connection and, and I ended up publishing a, a small book called wellness just a state of mind and you know one of the questions that I asked in that book that I hear back from people all the time uh, you know when you're getting sick you ask yourself what am I getting out of this what is my advantage what, what is it that I gain from this uh -huh. and it's surprising how often you discover that as with yourself there's almost an unconscious or subconscious bargain. You you are, you know, you are escaping something that you really don't want to deal with, which yeah. is why the opera singer always uh, gets a sore throat, doesn't sprain her ankle and so forth. So let me see. <clears throat> I wanted to steal your teaching, teacher. Uh, I think what you just said to me is if if the glass only has one swallow in it, celebrate that swallow. Don't focus on what happens later, 
but enjoy what you have now. And in that intention is what creates what you'll have somewhere down the, the Absolutely. road. Absolutely. And that I love is, it. That's I love why it, teach. every healer talks about staying in the moment. Because right. if you go to the past or you go to the future, you're rehashing the past, being in fear of what you created there, or you're going into anxiety about what's happening in the future. As long as you stay in the moment, you are in choice of what that moment is. That's right. I love it. Now, <clears throat> our lines are lighting up. Everybody wants to talk oh, to goody. you. Oh, goody. But but I gotta I've gotta I've gotta go one more place before we start taking calls. Uh, I posted a piece a few weeks ago that reminded us uh, all of the power of words, and I have said that sticks and stones might break your bones, but words will slice and dice you. Now I <laughs> joke I joke that words cast spells, and that's why it's called spelling. But you say when it comes to manifesting that it's not necessarily in the words. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that, and James Dean actually said, you know, it's not about the words. Uh, if I explain it to you from an actor's point of view, it's the easiest way to get it. Cool. Um, <clears throat> let's take the three simple words, I love you. And um, just in picking three different intentions, you will get what I'm talking about. So I can say, oh, Eldon, I love you. Or I can say, yeah, Eldon, I love you. Or I can say, okay, okay, I love you, okay? So it's the <laughs> same words, but very, very different intentions behind them. You mean the first one wasn't true? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the true one. That was the true one. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying is... I do. ...is that it's, it's the intention and the vibration behind the words. Now, can you realize your thoughts best from the words that you speak and write? Absolutely. You know, I have to add this before we take a phone call. I thought that's kind of where you were going to go when I read your book. Not long ago, we ran a, just a small pilot study. And what I wanted to know with a pilot study is, would synthetic voices, mechanical voices generated from the computer in a subliminal content, be as effective as bringing real people into the studio and having them say these things in such a meaningful way and thoughtfully and slowly and, you know, going through all of that. Wouldn't it be just so much easier if I just, you know, typed in what I wanted, the affirmation, let the computer say it all. You know, here's a male, here's a female, here's a child voice, all mechanical, no talent fees, etc. So we created two different programs, one with the mechanical, one with the real voices. <clears throat> the difference was marked. The, what you just said is, is so very, very true. We process even unconsciously inflection, intonation, yeah. much more than we do the mechanical nature of words. And, you and ready to take some calls? The universe does the same thing. I'm fascinated about that. I, I would love you to send me that study, Eldon. I'd love to. It's a pilot study. It's a small pilot study, but it's, uh, it, you know, it is, uh, it was impressive enough to me to say, well, I'm not going to mess around with doing anything mechanical. So I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to send it to you. 
Are you ready to take some calls? I would love to take some calls. All right. We have Robin on the line from Indianapolis, Indiana. Robin, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have D. Wallace at your beck <laughs> your, your and call. Hi, Robin. How are you? Hello. Hello there. I'm, I'm a bit stunned, I have to say. Why, um, darling? Well, th- you know, I'm so glad I've continued to listen. If I hadn't have been on hold on the phone, I might have um, already gone off to vote. I'm still going to vote um, as soon as this ends. But Good for um, you. Yeah. Um, my, I guess what I'm up against right now, and I hope this helps a lot of other people too, is um, I'm at a, a, I've been very, very ill and on disability for around 15 years, and I've now come to the point where I'm healthy enough, whole enough, well enough for me to get back into work and and leaving the illness and all of that behind and um and so i i guess what i'm up against is is fear (laughs) i'm afraid i'm not the same person that i was 15 years ago and um and and the world isn't the same and maybe I'm already setting myself up for well, failure and fear, and yeah, that's what I said. You, you see, you're doing exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. You're living in the past and going right to the future. Right. So you are the same spiritual being that you were 15 years ago, baby. Yeah. You have always been the same spiritual being. What you want to focus on now is not moving on from the illness or leaving the illness behind. What you want to focus on is the joyful creation of my life now. Can you feel the difference between those two things? Yes. yes okay. I can. Yes. So <clears throat> if you're really going to move on from your illness, you can't keep focusing on your illness to move on from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, I get that you yeah. really got that. Now, you see, that emotion that we just heard, when she understood that, you can't mechanically repeat that, Eldon. That's, no. That's a true energetic shift of enlightenment that you, you just heard from her. And what I want you to know, my beautiful, beautiful person, is that the God of you will not let you down. The God of you came through this because it wants to survive and it wants to flourish and it wants to create itself in joy and happiness and abundance and health. And that is what you focus on. That is what you claim. That is what you commit to. And then you ask all the energy of the universe to come in and partner with you in the creation of that, okay? Yes. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yes, and by the way, the channel also wants me to bring forward for everyone, you are not voting for them. You are voting for yourself. Mm. The act of voting, you are doing for yourself, much like um, giving money to the poor on the street. Mm-hmm. As Neil Donald Walsh says, it's your moment. It's your moment to experience your power of free will. Uh, It's your moment of experiencing your affluence and your giving and the fact that you are being involved in the world that you 
wish to create. So just know, baby, you came through this because you are powerful. Now use that power to joyfully live out the rest of your life, okay? Yes. You bet. Yes, thank you so much. Many blessings. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Robin. Thank you. All right, Dee, let's let's take Bobby Joe from uh, Ontario, Canada. Bobby Joe, welcome to Provocative Enlightenment. You have Dee Wallace at your beck and call. I'll get it said correctly this time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I My brain is going crazy while I'm sitting here listening to all that you're saying. I'm trying to take it in and put it all together. And, and uh, unlike Robin, she's coming out of, I'm just coming into... Um, a sense of no work because I've, of my illnesses. So uh, without just putting it out there, I guess, um, three years ago now I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, and that took me out of work and almost took me back home from here. Basically, I almost died, and then I managed to survive that. I have three children, and uh, they pulled me back and kept me here, and then I went back to work thinking life was okay and great, and this whole re- new, uh, rejuvenated sense of being because I almost died but didn't and then (laughs) not even like a year later I'm diagnosed with osteoarthritis in my neck and I'm out of work again with severe migraines and um okay Bobby Joe yes the thread that runs through this is you don't want to be here (laughs) really (laughs) how do you get that and you're using your children because you're responsible for your children, and I'm saying this with great love, but I'm also saying it very directly because the channel is saying you can really get this today and turn your whole life around if you want to. So do you choose to do that? Absolutely. Okay. You see, your children aren't why you're here. You're the reason you're here. Mm -hmm. You came here for you. So you must choose to want to live and be here, and be in glorious health for yourself, not for anybody else. That's the first thing. So Mm -hmm. do you choose that right now? Absolutely. Okay. Now we're going to the second thing. Hold on. Sheets, book. Give me a song, please. Any song that comes into your mind. Oh, my goodness. I I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. then that's the second place we're going, is, baby, you've got to have a song. You have to have a song for life. Life is a beautiful, beautiful song of creation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find a song for you. Well, I uh, usually, I really do like Celine Dion, but um, her, her Titanic song. <laughs> um, no matter what happens, life will go on. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's my song, really. I sing it well, a lot. Well, okay, but w- w- I think we need a new song. We need a new song. Okay. Because I'm ready. Because <laughs> what that song says is no, how, no matter how much BS I have to go through, no matter how much struggle, no matter how much death, no matter how much sickness, I can bounce back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the experience you want to keep going through in your life, is it? No. No, no, please, no. Okay. So... <laughs> How about this little light of mine? Okay. This big, fat, frickin' light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, baby. (laughs) Now, you are the light that creates 
the manifestation in your life. Mm-hmm. You are your God that has the free will. So what do you want? You want a healthy, whole, energetic, beautiful body that's in harmony and balance and loves being here on this earth. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. And that's what you direct your light to create. Just like voting, you take the initiative to create that, direct it, commit to it. Okay, so correct me if I'm right or wrong here. Um, So do we kind of pull these illnesses out in a sense to, um, I don't know if it's a poor me thing or if it's just a matter of, hey, I'm not happy where I'm at, so if I'm sick it gives me that that chance to fall and just kind of be the victim for a while. And then you pick yourself up and you say, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm done with that. And, you know, I lived that part of it and I've come back and I'm, I'm ready to take it all on again. And, and that's truly what I felt like I, I may have done is I thought, okay, you know what, I just kind of let myself fall there and stop being the rock for a while and whatever in my, in my world. And then I thought, okay, I'm ready to go back at it tenfold, and I'm trying to figure out. I, I really don't have a sense of who I am, where I am, where I'm headed now. I thought I did. Like, I mean, if you'd asked me four years ago who I was, I, I probably would have blown your socks off knowing my direction. And right now, I feel as though I have no direction. I'm trying to find a way. Bobby I want to. Yes? You will have no D, direction. D, very quickly. Ten seconds, You please. will have no direction unless you give one to yourself. Oh You've got God. to choose okay. your direction and commit to it, and then everything will open up for you. Okay. All got right. It? Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Baby. Thank you for calling, Bobby Joe. All now, right. listen, uh, Dee, we have just a couple of minutes, or a couple of seconds, actually. We're in the last uh, few seconds of the show. Be sure to tell everybody, including Bobby Joe, how they can reach out to you. Where's your website? How do they contact you? They contact me through I-M-A-M-D-D-E-E-Wallace-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. Uh, both my radio shows that are call-in shows, free call-in shows, are listed on there. There are tons of webinars about every subject that may be challenging you that are available okay. to you. So Sorry I to cut you off. There you go. Be sure and go there. The two books, Bright Light and Conscious Creation. We are just simply out of time. I am very glad you all joined us today, and I hope you join us again next week, same time, same place. Until then, remember, believing in yourself always matters.